Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I got an email yesterday from my very favourite teacher. Loved lots of teachers, just in case anybody's listening. But my absolute favourite teacher. Hashtag all teachers. Yeah, hashtag all teachers. But my absolute favourite teacher, my English teacher. And she shall remain nameless, although actually that was a bit of a dead giveaway. But anyway, she wrote to me yesterday and she said she's been listening to the podcast and she was in stitches about the part about the balloons, which I have to say, Rosemary, makes me think that was a bit callous. Everybody was in stitches at the part with the balloons. But I think like, like loads of people messaged me about it actually and were going... God, that must have been awful, but I laughed so much at you telling your sister because she was in such convulsions. You know, I think it's really unfair. You know how much I like all this feedback and interaction with people and you never tell me about these messages that you receive and I would love to hear about every single one of them. I am in communication with you for, currently I'd say, at least three hours of every day speaking about reviews, chart positions, reviews, (laughs) how many downloads we've got on any given day and then there's a nightly phone call are we doing well? Are we doing better than last week? Are we doing better than yesterday? So I think actually... You're letting me down. Poor I'm mom giving and you dad. a lot of my time. Poor mom and dad. You know, luckily actually we asked them, luckily they can track the charts for us now because it'll give us a reason to call them. <laughs> <laughs> Joke, mom and dad. JK. Poor mom. You know, a friend of mine texted me the other day and said, oh my God, I just got this text from my mom and I was laughing my head off. He had an accident and ended up being in hospital overnight and mom had texted him and said, you know, I heard about what happened. I hope you're okay. No need to reply. She didn't spell it out for him. No need to but reply. He was in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He did. She didn't want him overthinking, taxing his brain. Yeah, but I mean, like when you're in hospital, what else have you got to be doing? So you're Rosemary. You're Beatrice. And this is Not Without My Sister. I 
don't feel I don't feel like I can sing anymore. I used to enjoy singing the theme tune. <laughs> then after you laughed so much after my <laughs> <laughs> then we heard ourselves. We weren't. As, I don't think anybody else was we supposed were, to hear that. It didn't help we were totally out of sync as well. <laughs> Not as bad as the counting. <laughs> Sometimes I think that our producer Liam, like when he goes through our podcast and edits it, he's literally like, "How can I make these two idiots?" Sound I agree stupid? because the last one I listened. I mean, it's to not the, that hard to be fair. The last one I listened to the extremely poor counting, and I was like, nobody was supposed to hear that. Any editor worth his or her salt would know. That in order to make us seem extremely intelligent, nearly you need a lot of editing. Nearly everything needs to be edited. (laughs) It just needs to be classical music and the odd word. Yeah, and a couple of things like Dr. Tomas, some cultural references. I love how you pick your cultural references. I made lots of cultural references in the last episode. I can't remember any of their names, so you know I can't remember anything. I talked about uh, Dr. Death on Wondery. Podcast. Oh, very good. Have you listened to any good podcasts lately? I've listened to yours. Okay, I, but like... I, yeah, for which I texted you every three seconds. So, so it wasn't so relaxing because I kept It wasn't relaxing for me either. I listened to Joe Rogan, which I was horrified to discover was three hours long. But only after an hour and a half, I was like, when is this thing over? And I listened to H3. What's that? It's the one Don told me I need to listen to. But I only got about 10 minutes in. I've only gotten about 10 minutes in. So I don't know what it's about yet. And you listened to Liam's episode of Meet Your Maker. I did. That you? was brilliant. The one about Don Bluth. Yeah. yeah, that was very good. Very interesting, actually. Very Irish. It was adorable. And I loved the bit where they were like talking about how loads of Irish people moved over to L.A. And they were like, I mean, the cultural differences. Oh, yeah. Like, they all hated it. It was a desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. There was no, what were they all saying? Like there was no cultural or like nightlife as in they didn't hang out after work. They all just drove back to their houses and they were all given out about the driving as well. They were like, nobody walked anywhere. But it was like when I lived in Dallas and like part of it was also that they mentioned that the downtown, nobody hangs out in downtown, but like that's very American, you know, yeah. apart from the big, big cities, like people hang out in small suburbs or like this and, you, yeah. and you're very specifically pick where you live. Because that's the suburb you that's want to hang out in. the area you're going to hang out in. Yeah. yeah. But like downtown Fort Wayne is kind of trying to create that more downtown. They're trying to do it. I mean, there's they? a lot more here than even there was in downtown yeah, yeah, Dallas. Yeah. Like downtown yeah. Dallas was absolutely dead. I remember we moved there. Don and I drove downtown on a Sunday morning. And I was like, oh, we find some great brunch spot now. But literally there was nothing. And then at one point, tons of people piled out of this place. And I was like, oh my God, that must be so popular. And Don's like, it's a church. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was Cracker Barrel. Oh, <laughs> your favourite <laughs> But I was reading about um, your man, Robert Sheehan, in the Irish Times. They were saying he was in his house in our apartment in London. And he said the same thing. He just moved back from L.A. And he was saying, basically, it was too much driving. And it was just too kind of, not soulless is wrong, but he said, you, he, he said you'd miss the crack. You'd miss, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and I thought it was interesting as well. He said you'd miss the language, but the, the cultural language. Mm-hmm. And like, I always talk about that because I really feel like, it's that shared history. That the you shared just understanding. Don't have, yeah. yeah, that's just totally different. Yeah. Robert Sheen is very good in the in the Umbrella Academy. I haven't seen by it the yet, way. but he was good in, was it Misfits? He was in Misfits and he was also in Love Hate. You didn't watch that, though, did you? I didn't you? watch that. Is the dog actually snoring? No, she stopped. Okay. Oh, she's a dote. She's a dote. I'd love to be snoring right now. Okay, so go back to our teacher. So who, today we are going to talk about oh, yeah. school and how excellent we were. <laughs> I thought you were going to say how excellent it was. No, I was basically like, I have no stories to tell because I was a massive nerd. I was extremely good all the time. Never did anything. The dog actually sounds like she's just making a noise of like, shut up, I'm trying to sleep. (laughs) For God's sake. What's your favourite memory of school? I didn't really like school. Like secondary school. Yeah. I was very like introverted and shy and it sounds ridiculous, but I was like a mom got a phone call 
from the teacher saying like, is Beatrice okay? Like she really never talks. She's very, I know it's true. I mean, I was massive. I was massively tall and awkward. Do you know what I mean? And then I did transition year. You mentioned that in one of the previous Mm -hmm. um, episodes. And that was like a whole new world for me. A whole new world. Jesus. For anybody who's not familiar with the Irish school system, which will be approximately 1% of our listeners, (laughs) it's divided into the junior cycle where you do your first set of kind of junior exams and you do first, second and third year with that curriculum. And then the senior cycle is meant to be fifth and sixth year. And you can choose to do an optional fourth year. Now, most schools now it's mandatory. Is it? Yeah, most secondary schools in Ireland. I think I think even at the time our school was quite unusual in that like a lot of my friends say where Claire went to school, it was mandatory. A lot of people I knew had like had oh yeah to do no it. I know some people did but I didn't know that it was increasingly um required well I I enjoyed that a lot like and the you know you mentioned before the freedom and being treated mm-hmm. like an adult and, and just like doing really interesting things like yeah. getting to explore the subject outside of the curriculum which is well, quite I really do think that there was like an engagement with the teachers where they actually talked to you like you were a normal person and like they had conversations with you and yeah. like, you'd ask a question and they'd ask a question back you know and then you went back in fifth year and it was like you know Sir, I was wondering if, turn around, sit down in your seat. I I had a, well, I mean, maybe I was like pretty bold at that point. But I mean, but, it was really good before that. You know, it's funny. I was obviously not introverted and not quiet at all at any stage of my life. No, because you, for you were organizing my desire. Of school rallies and okay. school clubs. No, I was never organizing any school rallies in secondary school. Oh. It was, it was in primary school. Sh- no, no, it was in primary school that I was very sure. into organising clubs. Well, we'll have to get that letter from mom. The one where like you... Oh, that was when I was like nine. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, but that was yeah, the yeah, beginning was of it. School. That was the beginning yeah, of it. Yeah, but like secondary school... So when I went into secondary school, I wasn't part of any popular crowd or I wasn't... So I had no power to organise, is what I'm saying. You always have power to organise. No, no, I didn't. But what I was going to say was, even though I wasn't introverted and I wasn't quiet, I also didn't like secondary school. Well, I'd say, to be fair, you didn't have time to organise because you were too busy dating people. You literally have had a boyfriend since the age of five. You just, you just don't let me to live, like, you don't let me live my truth. You have this interpretation of my life that you... It's true. Whitewash you over everything. You said it yourself, it's true. There's nothing wrong with that. I was four and a half. Oh, there you go. I would have loved to have had boyfriends. All my life, it wasn't for lack of trying. Oh, or lack you of wanting. Really trying. Yeah, yeah. Lack of wanting then, lack of desiring, lack of wish, wishfully sitting at home reading Anne of Green Gables and every Jane Austen book on repeat sobbing into my pillow like it sounds I know you sound like a catch I'm shocked that you weren't snapped up by someone <laughs> and in my spare time I could be found making doll's house furniture painting and walking and reading reading and sobbing basically was about it <laughs> and wondering where your favorite dog had gone So mean, but I mean, honestly, I, I actually remember very little about most of those years, except I remember nearly every, like all the books I read were just amazing. You know what I mean? I love, I mean, I read so much. Yeah. The only books I can actually think of from school are Jimmy Moorhaig and Entreal were like our two, the Irish texts that were from about 1820 and we were forced to read. Oh, I just meant like in my life reading. Oh, well, we read. Uh, I know, I know, but like, I just can't think of anything that I read outside of school. Oh, we read so Roll of Thunder Here My Cry. my boyfriends. That was brilliant. Oh, oh we didn't read that. Um, I think we read, we read To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, we read To Kill a Mockingbird and we read Wuthering Heights, which was brilliant. And so like, I actually don't even remember any books that I read in secondary school. Oh my God. I, I was looking out across the gorse and the fields and going, where's my Heathcliff? Standing in the rain. I mean, Heathcliff's not a great. No, I know, I know. But listen, I wasn't. I didn't exactly I have know. a load of beggars you know. and choosers. I know. 
But so go on. So you talked a lot. Well, I mean, I think I was going to say I went from primary school where so I'd obviously been in like like anybody. I've been in primary school for eight years, but I felt like so comfortable and as if I knew all the teachers and, you know, like I felt like I could really talk to them. Like, especially because our principal in our primary school in School Crown On, Brenda McKenna, was probably like one of the most, I don't want to say amazing, but like impressive. Yes. Progressive. She was very progressive. Progressive and impressive and empathic and just like, I loved her so much, even though I was also scared of her. Like, I never wanted to get in trouble. Yeah, she was a very unusual teacher. I remember myself and my friend Baven used to go into her class like we she used to call us in as we were you know the photo it was funny like actually the photo the only photocopier in the building was in her office yeah and so we'd have to go in like we'd be sent off to make photocopies we'd love to be asked to do the photocopy oh my god we loved it we'd be sent off to make the photocopies and when we were in there then we would reenact for her a full scene from the nescafe ads where there was i remember at the time the nescafe ads were like this you know she would knock on the door do you have a i've run out of coffee and then the two of them, oh, yeah. there was this like kind of romantic thing and we would act it out for her while we were waiting for the, for the copies. <laughs> she was hilarious though, but like she is really interesting and she has, doesn't she have her own TV program now or like she, she makes documentaries and stuff? Yeah, she does for um, TG Carr. Yeah, she's very interesting. I remember going to her to talk to her about how my mom wouldn't let me get a bra and I was one of the only girls in sixth class who did not have a bra and it was really upsetting me. Did you need one? And often didn't. I was I I don't know, like like my tits developed quickly but late. Mom doesn't like to I mean, in fairness, I would say mom just did not really believe that you actually wanted to go and suffer the indignity of being measured. That's like mom's <laughs> absolute nightmare. Sorry, mom. She doesn't even like trying on I'd clothes. I'd say mom, if she had her choice, would have like bound our chests and kept us in age ten clothes I for our entire life. She bound her own chest. Oh well maybe. <laughs> I'd say she wouldn't mind that either. But no, like I'd say she would happily have kept us as children forever, like little children I would have forever. been a very flat-chested monster. <laughs> that would have been really, really it's cruel. mom's greatest disappointment was like, why is she so big? She's I know, I guarantee that was her biggest disappointment. Well, one of her biggest disappointments. But basically then when we went to secondary school, I think I found it really jarring. I mean, as well, because we had different teachers for each subject, it felt like you you never really got to know anyone or you never really got comfortable with anyone in the way that I was used to. And I found that really hard. I mean, obviously, like I was not, I mean, what I'm thinking about now, I'm like, obviously I was a bit of a nerd. If like the main thing that I think about is like, oh, I was such great friends with my teachers in primary <laughs> yeah, school. And then secondary school, secondary school didn't give me a chance to befriend them. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? They're all listening, rolling their eyes. Uh, thank God. <laughs> But actually, you know what? One of my teachers who taught us Irish, I think, now follows me on Facebook and Instagram and sometimes messages me. So we're like besties now. Oh, that's nice. I know. But it's weird to me. Like, Hmm. I think it was weird to me when I when I got the first like the first time I ever noticed that she was following me, the first time I ever interacted with her, I was like, oh, my God, a teacher in the wild. Do you know what I mean? It felt kind of like, oh, like we're on the same Internet. We're on the same like, which it had never occurred to me before that we were both human beings in the world. Like this was years ago. I hope defense. this was many years ago. It was. You know, you're reminding me though, like I think one of the big things was, and now obviously living in America, I don't think our school was massive, but going from a small like 30 classroom school in primary school. 30 students. Yes. Oh yeah, precisely. Year, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 30 people in a classroom. Maximum, um, yeah. Yeah. To what was there then? Like there was like 120 in a year, like I think. Six, right? Oh, six. yeah, maybe 108 because it was 850 yeah. in the whole yeah. school, I think. Like, I just remember going, this is way, like, yeah, so massive. You're, you're such a, you know, an anonymous individual. Yeah. I mean, I... You probably weren't because you're so tall. 
where everybody knows your name. But I do remember, like, and I remember being, because I was really shy and I remember being mortified, like ever being asked to put my hand up. And I, I think part of what was hard as well was like, you know, you had your 30 people in your base classes, like in your core mm-hmm, classes, mm-hmm. and then you'd be with a different 30. You're totally different, random And people, that was yeah. always really like I hated it so much and I remember like I'm still traumatized by this in first year too many people applied to do technology which was a new class at the time so they went around with little pieces of paper or straws I think it was like sticks of spaghetti I can't remember and then one of them was short of course and they went around and made everybody pull one out to see because it was 31 people had opted Mm -hmm. in and only 30 spaces in the classroom and of course which giant chose the ironically short straw me. What did you have to do instead? Engineering was a nightmare. Well, I thought you liked engineering. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. The I, ferrous, I thought you were just like happy with your oh, lot and you were miserable. The ferrous percentage of this iron versus that iron. I literally was like, oh, give me, me that ferrous, iron. And I was like, that's very dangerous. No, I was like, give me that iron so I could poke my eyes out with it. It was absolutely the most boring thing ever. Although like, I had a very nice, pleasant teacher. And I think I there was part of me that felt like very liberated you know like I felt like I was doing great things for womankind by a wearing trousers when they were just new to the school and b well and I could barely like find them so that was a miracle in and of itself and then b doing all of these classes because I also did technical drawing that were you know typically male classes I love technical drawing I don't even remember technical drawing being an option when I was there I loved it but I obviously have very limited memories of of school like as we've discovered where I'm like we didn't do any sports and you're like no you just didn't do them oh my god sports Sports. Well, that was what I actually hated the most. Like the absolute worst sports person you've ever met in Because your life. actually, do you remember in primary school? Now, this is terrible when I think about it now, right? But in primary school, once a week or twice a week, the boys used to go out to play game. We used to do cross-stitch. I do remember. So and I was I loved not set up it. for success. No, neither. What? But like, well, I loved cross-stitch. I hated the sexism of it. And like at one stage, I started. I think to, you did a petition against At one stage, that, I you? tried to set up a GAD team. <laughs> we were so bad. Because we also never got any training. Like we were terrible. But we did go out for sports in primary school too. Yeah, yeah. We went across to the Halla and we did a bit of like bouncing around. But the boys, either once or twice a week, the boys who were on the football team, which was all the boys, got taken out and we would do either cross stitch or we would do knitting. Oh, we did do lumber rugs though. I loved that. We I hated the that. knitting. We did the lumber rugs and that was brilliant. But now you're making me think I'd forgotten about. I also, in primary school, as a large... There, you know, there's some uses to being extremely large and tall, big and tall, as your boyfriend likes to say. What is it? Is that what it's, that what it's called? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I he, was. He just likes to talk like, you'll go like, why don't you get something? Like, it'd be, it'd be stupid. He'd be like, why don't you get a pair of those socks? He's like, they don't do them in my size. You're like, get an actual grip. Socks, <laughs> socks are stretchy. Like. Socks are stretchy. They also ridiculous. have big size socks. Of course like, they you're do. You're not actually a, ba- a basketball player. No offense, Brandon. You're extremely. He's six foot five. Lovely. You could be a basketball you're player. Lovely. I know, but he's not. And I'm, my point is there are lots of people who are six foot something. He's not swift enough for basketball. That's really mean. He's <laughs> not. Fast runner either. Oh, I know you're sure not. Fast. I'm not a fast runner either. However, I was put to good use at the far end of the tug of war, uh, and I was my teacher. I was on the tug of war team, and we travelled around Ireland. Really, we did, and we competed. And I was the secret weapon. The one time in my life I was. Oh, because that also reminds me of the time when we went swimming and I didn't had never somehow learned to dive. Everybody dove in and I just jumped straight to the bottom and then came up and watched everybody else tip the pool at the far end while I was like still surfacing and I had to swim the entire length. And afterwards I was like, how did nobody ever teach me to dive? Or like, how did I never think to learn? <laughs> See, 
that's that's like me in the hundred meter race, except for I had the wits to to get off the track. You should have just got out of the pool. I wouldn't have been able to climb out the side. No offense, it's never a skill I mastered either. I could only get out. You still can't do that. (laughs) Still terrible. I did it the other day. No, you didn't. You basically pushed yourself out of the water and you went, okay, I could do that in an emergency, (laughs) and then you got back in again. (laughs) (laughs) And you changed that in your memory to I got out. Oh God. But anyway, yeah. So I was the secret weapon on the tug of war team. So the teacher used to tie the big rope around my waist, double, triple knotted, make sure it was extremely secure. And then everybody else would file up, you know, and then we would all be tugging the rope, etc. That sounds terrible. <laughs> we would all be pulling, right? Yeah. Okay, Jesus, never mind. We'd be we'd be playing the game. They'd say start, right? We'd all we'd be, be playing the game. Oh we'd all be pulling God. in tandem is fine. We would all Tugging be pulling the rope in- is a bit much. <laughs> we'd all be pulling in tandem. <laughs> and then anyway, at one point, my teacher would just turn around and he would go, drop! Uh, in an Irish accent, obviously, more like, drop! <laughs> <laughs> You're and absolutely I, giving away who that was as oh, well. Oh, right, yeah, exactly. And I would just fall like straight back like a dead weight. And we... Never lost. <laughs> it was so humiliating. I just had to like poker straight, just fall but, like, back. Did you enjoy being on the team? You didn't have to do it though, did you? I don't know that. I mean, were you ever asked age nine, age 10, do you want to be on this team? I thought we were team? talking about secondary school. Oh no, this was primary school. I was saying oh. that reminded me, my, my glory days were behind me by the time I got to secondary do you remember school. Any spo- <laughs> do you remember any sports days in secondary school? Yeah, I absolutely dreaded it. I mean, oh, yeah. oh. Oh God, just remembered that. It was so terrible because I used to hate PE and mom used to dread Thursdays, which was PE day for me. How do you remember it was Thursday? Because I dreaded it every Wednesday night. I would cry myself to sleep. I'd get up in the morning. I'd nearly throw up. Absolute dramatic. It's true. I I would actually be actively like nauseous all the way there in the car. And then mom would be like, come on, you're fine. It's just, you'll be Buckle up, basically. And then you had to put these tiny little bibs on, you know, the little bibs that were pre-knotted and they've been there for like 47 decades. I don't remember the smell. I just remember the smells of them. So bad. And one time I squoze it onto me. I couldn't get it off after the game of basketball. And Mr. Whatever his name was, no offense, can't remember his name, had to come over to me. He had to go into the storage closet Hold on there, Beatrice. Go into the storage closet slowly, in slow motion, and then come back out with a massive scissors that he then used to cut the bib off me. A shears that he then used to cut the bib off my swollen flesh. And only swollen, like not swollen during the game, like just chubby. No, but you probably were a bit swollen because you got hot. I'm sure I was, but thanks. Absolutely. It's so humiliating. And I just remember like the cool girl in the class, like chuckling. As she, you know... Oh, hang on, he cut it off in front of everyone. He cut it off in front of everyone. But I mean, also, they could see that I was stuck in the vest. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. No wonder, like, poor... They literally should have sent you to the office and then you should have been allowed to take two weeks off and they should have said you had a terrible allergic reaction. That seems a bit dramatic, but yeah. Yeah, but like, that would have been a good way of... So embarrassing. That is such an embarrassing thing for a teenager to go through in front of everyone. They could have been... But like men would never think of that. No, no. And I was Ireland. So oh, I'm sure she's awful. Grand. She's grand. I remember, like, I used to hate PE as well. Similarly, not athletic. Surprise, surprise. But I remember I tried out for the basketball team. I think mostly because, like, a lot of cool girls I wanted to be friends with were on the basketball team. And I just wanted to hang out with them. And I remember I didn't make it. I didn't make the team. And I thought that was really mean. Even at the time, I was like, yeah. would they not just have said yes and then kept me on the bench, played me for like two minutes a game? <laughs> 
Like I like I would have been wrecked. I would have been like fine. That two minutes is all I need. My God! But it's like what was is it was it ice hockey or like hockey? Wasn't there was no ice? Oh the thing! Oh the thing with the puck! Yeah. Hockey. Oh, okay. that was brutal. I'd like to say we are. These are not sport professionals. That thing with the puck. <laughs> hockey. Yes. The puck. Yeah. The puck. Oh yeah. And it was and brutal. It would whack off your no, shins. No, but like I mean, I think the reason I was never okay. There were many reasons I was never good at sport. But you like, were too far away from the puck. No. Well, I was going to say, so I was tall. so, no, I was just oh. so afraid of the puck. Every time it came near me, I would get into such a massive heap. It was similar to like how I talk about when, if a zombie, you know, oh, yeah. if a zombie apocalypse ever happened. Like, zombie apocalypse. Literally. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> literally just count me out. Like, I just might as well lie down and be devoured on day one because there is zero way I will be able to ever run from a zombie. I just freeze sheer terror but you know what I'm the exact same with football as soon as somebody tries and now and, and I mean people didn't pass the ball to me very often <laughs> but as soon as the ball comes near me I go running away I'm like don't hit me that was it I never got picked for sports teams I'm oh, like, why yeah. do they do that why don't they just don't go know. you six over there and you six yeah. over there Rosemary why don't you pick your six best friends and then they can pick their six best friends and whoever's left will just look sorry for no them. but also people didn't pick their six best friends people like in my year anyway picked strategically so they'd pick the people who were best at sport who no, they thought were going to win I mean. you know what like, I mean but also awful. and your best friend yeah and then of course you get left to the end I don't know why and like also it's so unfair because it means the teams aren't spread evenly. Why don't they just go, you're really tall, you go here. You're really tall, you go here. You're really big, you go here. You're really big, you go here. You you're really thin. personal right now? No, I mean, that was random really, really people. Personal. That was really specific. You were one of the really tall people and I was one of the bigger people. Like, <laughs> And I was really tall and really big. I think actually we played dodgeball in Transition Year, which in hindsight seems ferociously dangerous. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I did like volleyball. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is it. I was thinking about <laughs> thinking about school today, right? And I was googling. I was googling the school cuz I was trying to remember the name of this one particular teacher, right? So I was googling the name of our school with like all possible combinations. And Beatrice, I found a picture of the volleyball team and if I I'll show it to you. If you could see the sass on these girls. It was not like I know, I know, but it was actually <laughs> just so funny that I was 90. No, no. They were the like official volleyball team. The basketball team definitely had uniforms. Yeah, okay. in like a specific colour that they brought out from the back of the dustiest shed oh. every time they played in the well, then I def- official I think I games. thought I was on the volleyball team like <gasps> 20 years later. I obviously wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I loved being on the volleyball team yeah. and they're all like, quick, get on the bus and make sure she doesn't see us. Bint. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I was just remembering. I, I was in all the school musicals though. Hang on, how many school musicals were you in? I think it was only one. Maybe only one. <laughs> I, I think there was like, there was one school musical you did in your senior, there was one school musical I think every two years. So yeah, like, maybe you're you, right. Like you okay, either well, got I was to in the it. choir. I went to, did lots of singing in, in Oh school. my God, the choir. Yeah. I loved the choir. I we loved did, the choir um, as well. We did Freddie Mercury. We did uh, We did none of that. We did Mama like Ooh. Luli Lule. Oh, we did do All the Leaves Are Brown, which I loved. But I, I think maybe, did we and have we different did, teachers no, for choir? We no. had the same teacher? Yeah, and we had, we also did We've only just begun. Oh, we didn't do that. You know, I got kicked out of the choir. Why? So at one stage, I don't know, like, well, no, I mean, I, I I do know, but I'm, I don't know what exactly happened. But at one stage we had done three songs in a row that nobody liked and they were like, oh, we should ask, can we help pick the songs or can we vote on the songs or something? And I was like, great, I'll ask, can we? <laughs> what is wrong with me? And I and I asked the becoming, teacher, yeah, this but this is also thread. like, sorry, I was a child, right? Like I was obviously a precocious dickhead, but I was also a child. I don't know. It seems like a pretty reasonable request to me. So I went to the teacher and I asked, you know, I said, a few of us have been talking and we didn't really like the last couple of songs. And we were wondering if from now on, like, could we maybe vote? You know, can we have a choice of a couple of songs? And she said, you know what? If you don't like I'm doing, you can leave and she kicked me out. But did she say you can leave or did she say leave? No, I think she said leave. Because I was, I was so upset because like I loved the choir. It was the only extracurricular thing I did in school. And you never went back? I don't think so, no. But That's... that was also, that was in like either fifth or sixth year when I had my downward spiral <laughs> towards like fine academic achievement. But like nobody thought I was, uh, like everybody thought I was losing it. Were like, you losing it though? Well, no. I mean, I just stopped respecting them. <laughs> Yeah, Which is well, awful. Like, but like, I do, well, I do remember. I stopped I did, being as obedient, basically. I did home ec, right? Oh no, I was going to say anyway. Yeah, I just remembered during the break there that I was in all these musicals, and oh my god, I remember thinking you were so cool in that musical oh when god, we came to see not it. Remotely cool. Oh my god, do you remember we came to I see still it? Have those pictures somewhere. Do you remember we came to see it, and the director before the play was walking over the seats trying to get to something, and Ursula, our aunt Ursula, was there, and she gave out to him and went, <laughs> "Excuse me, what are you doing standing on that seat? I could be putting my fur coat down there." Oh and he said God. something like, well, don't. And just kept going. <laughs> oh my God, what is wrong with her? 
Well, no, I, and like none of the like clothing in the whatever like dress up box in the school dress up box fit me. So my oh, my favorite teacher went and got her own clothes to dress me with. I mean, in hindsight, Beatrice. Your favourite teacher, I think, probably was a little bit more petite of stature than you were. So I wonder if she actually just bought you some big and tall clothes and told you they were hers. I lost a lot of weight in transition year. I know, I know, but like you were still tall and broad, slightly broad. No, I was very tall, but like I lost a lot of weight there. No, 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 yeah, yeah, I know. No, no, no. I'm not not taking that away from you, but I'm just saying, like, now you're getting old. You weren't petite. I was extremely tall and petite. You were not. Well, that was very nice for her, but like, how mortifying. And I so feel like nice she, she did it in a way that didn't make me feel like nothing would fit me. Poor me. She, anyway. She, she she didn't cut one of the costumes off in front of the rest of the class, basically. Well, exactly. I mean, it's pretty low bar. So what else did you do? What else I did you do after transition year? What was your favourite subject? Uh, Probably English. I mean, I really liked art as well, but, and I'm not just like, blowing smoke up your ass when I said this I always had the like specter of you of you being really brilliant over my head so like anything I did in art I was always like it's not as good as Beatrice which is like in my head as well do you yeah, know what I mean absolutely in your head no but I mean it actually wasn't but it was like because I mean art's all different you know what I mean there are different types of art as well ah uh, yeah but like some people are objectively better and like if I was asked to draw a bowl of fruit and you were asked to draw a bowl of fruit yours was better I don't know our cousin Blaze who is a professional artist would say that anybody can draw and you have to have to practice it's all just practice so maybe you mm. weren't willing to put in the practice I because I was too busy with my boyfriend. You you were at home sketching nonstop. So I was. Else to do. I was, but I think this podcast has also taught us that I have an obsessive personality, and you potentially are more relaxed. Well, I, I actually would say that you have great drive, and I have great procrastination. I have great procrastination too. I think everybody does, don't they? Maybe not. I also like to procrastinate about yeah. things I don't no, want no, to do. Yeah, no, no, sure. But about like things I don't want to do. Yeah, but I think you're like, you're very driven and you're also very willing to put the time into something if if you can envision there being a result at the end. Whereas I'm very willing to put the time into something tomorrow. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to do it now. I'm watching Love Island. So what was your least favourite subject then? My least favourite was probably biology because, well, I had no interest in science, right? At all. But I just did it because I was like, you should do one science subject. For your leaving do you know what I mean yeah because yeah. there were loads of things in, like that, that if I had decided to do x or y in college and you have to decide this in fifth year two years before you leave so I was like I have no idea what I want to do but what if I want to do something for which I need I need a science well subject. mom wants you to be a teacher so you would have needed science she really wanted me to be a teacher she did, yeah so I did biology and I hated it I just found it very dull and my teacher also was convinced that I was crap and, and kept, as I've mentioned, I'm clearly bitter. You are kept very trying to get me to drop down to pass. Well, maybe you will um, discover or realize mom's dreams of being a teacher now in the next couple of weeks with this homeschooling. Or if you come over and give us a hand, oh my god, for it a second, a nightmare. for a second, I thought you were going like, if if this like podcasting and writing doesn't work out for you, no, I like, no, I'm I just 35. Like, I'm not starting just, over again. No, I just meant between now and the next couple of weeks, because honestly, like this, this entire working at home and homeschooling and having other kids is an absolute nightmare. Like this, it's not even like here's the amount of work you have to do during the day, and it's all on the same app, and it's just doable, and then like tick the box. It is so complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm comp. I find it confusing, and then of course is the internet. Yeah, which keeps coming coming in now. But like, obviously, I wonder, I mean, obviously, if this went on for another year, two years, three years, touch wood, it won't. Mm -hmm. But if it did, I'm sure things would get a lot more streamlined. I mean, like, they'd have to. Because nobody envisioned this, you know what I mean? I'm not sure, because I think it's fine for everybody who, over the age of like nine, age of eight, you know what I mean? I think at that point you can get it, you can 
understand mm. they're all super tech savvy. It's like the six-year-old is having major issues. I mean, a part of me wonders if like, I mean, like I know it's really difficult for parents who kind of don't have the time to stay-at-home parent. If you know what I mean, who yeah, like, who, 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 like have a, no, no, no. But I was going to say, I wonder if for this time we should just all adopt the Scandinavian model of sending them to school when they're what, like nine or something. Yeah, I was talking with somebody with a German, one of my colleagues who's German and she was saying in Germany, they don't start till they're like eight or nine and they go to school from nine till 12 and they're done, you know? And she was like, that would be a lot easier right now. But I mean, yeah. the thing is, their 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 lessons, well, Bo's lessons take probably the full day, because, but also because he just doesn't get it yet. You know what I mean? He doesn't yeah. get it and he needs a lot of helping and he's so distractible. And yeah. I mean, this is the same child who was caught filming Yoshi's submitting a load of Yoshi videos of like twerking his with his Yoshi's various different Yoshi's play acting and submit it as his English. I mean, I have to credit him with good imagination. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. So what else? What else did you hate or love? I think I was really pissed off and as I mentioned, bitter about my kind of last two years in school up until very recently when not that I necessarily started looking at it differently, but I just stopped caring as much. But I mean, let's get on to the good stuff. Cause like the f- whole point is you did have these, you did have, you may not have been in the, in the like mean girls crew, but like you did have a good gang of girlfriends that you still have to this day, like very close gang girlfriends. And you had tons of boyfriends. So, I mean, honestly, I think like there might've been five or six guys I dated, but no, like it wasn't dozens. Rosemary, there were dozens. And there, oh my mother God, and I weren't. went through the list recently. Mother and I, you little to be doing, as mother through, would say. We went through the list. Well, you called her up because you were saying, how in God's name did they let you date a 21 year old when you were 11? 24 and I was 14. Okay, well, I had the, I had the age difference correct. <laughs> okay, but like 11's worse. <laughs> okay, go on, when you were 14. So riddle me that then, tell me about that. I don't even know how that happened. I was working in SPAR. Which was your favourite job ever. Oh my God, I loved it. I know you did. Have I mentioned before on this podcast how... So, like, I really loved it because you just got to chat to everyone, right? But I also really loved it because the power... I used to work on the deli counter. And if people were mean to you, you could really just fuck their lunch. Like, you could ruin everything. Okay, but not in a gross way. No, no, no. Sorry. No, no, no. Nothing gross. Well, gross because you wouldn't want to eat it, but like, no. Basically, if somebody said to me... Like, if somebody was rude and they asked for, like, a turkey sandwich with egg mayonnaise... Right. And they were like snappy and they were on the phone or whatever. They would get so much egg mayonnaise. Actually, And then I would cling film it up. The egg mayonnaise would be like spurting out all (laughs) over the cling film. It was so gross. But also after you cling filmed it, you then wrap it in the spar paper so they wouldn't be able to see it until they got to the car, started eating (laughs) and then it'd be too late. They wouldn't come back. So like those kind of things. So petty. No, but like at least I wasn't spitting in it. I say that was where that that began your lifelong affair with not a boy. Mayonnaise. Oh, mayonnaise. <laughs> no, with those pecan. Oh, my God. The Cuisine de France maple pecan plats. Those, yes. ILU. I, honestly, they were delicious. They, what do you mean they were? They were up in, they were in your spending diaries up until the day before you left Ireland. Uh, I haven't had one of them in a, in a while. No, 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 no. That was, I, so I graduated from them onto Brother Hubbard's similar walnut and cinnamon scroll. Are you having a laugh? This is literally, and I was also laughing at your spending diary this week as well, which was, I spent $600. Don't judge me. And I said to Don, unbelievable. She actually went, she bought furniture. She has like, she's moved into a new house, spent $600. Living in Dublin, going from breakfast to lunch to dinner, she managed to spend €1,400 on a weekly basis. You know, it's true. I can't believe the face you're making. I said it used to go like this. Massive lunch. 
uh, avocado. Stopped oh. at Spar for snack on way to office. Got, You've got, got a list now. You're so excited with these <laughs> snacks. Stopped at Spar for snacks. And it was, sorry, can I just say, yes. my, my spending diaries are behind spending. a paywall. My spending diaries are behind a paywall for a reason. They're secret and for subscribers only. And I do not wish you to refer to them or reveal any of my secrets on the public podcast again. Sorry. <laughs> so annoying. So annoying. I'm trying to think, did either of us ever get into big trouble in secondary school? I got detention once. No, I was trusted with like the keys of the school. I actually was, I spent my summer Absolute painting nerd. the school. Oh yeah, remember. I mean, literally trusted did with the keys of the school. you do it for free? No, I did it for like I was paid for it. Oh, okay, good. But I mean, I was literally thinking At like, At the time I go. thought you were such a sucker, but I thought you were doing it for free. No, of course I wasn't. I was paid for it. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I was paid like a, you know, pretty relatively normal rate, but like what a massive nerd. Sir, madam. But listen, that's very enterprising. What else have you been doing up in Kildare? Nothing. Hanging up at this, on the cemetery roof. Drinking. Imagining he could be drinking. In fields. You. I would have loved it. No, no, but I'm, what I'm saying is if you hadn't been painting the school, you wouldn't have been drinking in oh, fields. No, you wouldn't no, sitting no, at home no. reading Heathcliff for the fourth time. Making additional tiny pieces of FEMO food for my doll's house that never got built, but I had tons of furniture to put inside of it. Why didn't it get built? Oh, I kind of half built one in the end and then I went off. I started oh, going off it. Back of Philip McCabe off that. I know. I know, yeah. It's not off the ground You licked it oh, oh but I do remember That I had I went I did uh, home ec I've forgotten about that This was now in Fifth and sixth year When I decided I needed an easy class Because I was like This will be really easy now And I'll, I'd heard it was really easy And I was like I'll just get do this now And I'll It sounds like me In the psychology Well it wasn't really easy mm-hmm. Let me tell you Because it was things like Draw a diagram Of the inside of your Washing machine And then label Every single part And I was like Why would I need to do this Like I could actually Just take There are people the, for that But I just take The leaflet out of the back Do you know what I mean I would just like Take it out of Like whatever The care The manual RTFM right So it's actually Ridiculous And then anyway And the teacher Hated me But I mean I have to say I probably hated her too And I would constantly Get in fits of the giggles She'd be doing The most serious Demonstrations of like You know Here's how to whisk a flamange Or a blamange I can't even remember A flan right Whatever And oh, I was just What's so boring Of course I got I, Like it, literally It was the, my worst subject In my leaving cert Of course Typically But I remember Your woman Hang on sorry us. Your worst subject You got a B1 No no Like I got a B3 Or something hmm. I don't know But like she absolutely hated us all and she constantly was berating us and telling us all that we had no work ethic and Asians had good work ethics and we didn't and I remember even at the time back in the day going like this is not okay like she'd be like I think she had worked in Hong Kong for a year or six months or something and she was constantly telling us about like the Asians and they work and they study and they go home and they study and they study in their sleep and when they wake up they're studying and that's how they're the number one earners above even white people Asians are the most hardworking people. And I was like, this is not remotely normal. I remember I, had, I actually had an argument with her in the class, which like was very out of character for me. And after that, like that was a marked woman. She about hated this? me. No, just about, I can't even remember. Oh. Like, but I mean, I think at that point I was a bit, it was after transition year, you see. So yeah, I had yeah. been oh, like, yeah. I had been We all got a bit loosey-goosey. Yeah. yeah. And I think I was like, I don't really agree with this or I don't think we should, you know, talk like this but kind of thing. Isn't school so weird like that they're, there's no other situation in life, maybe in like a group setting with your boss, where you wouldn't put up your hand and go, I actually disagree with you. Do you know what I mean? But like nowadays you're told, right, that you should disagree with your boss, right? The power of like diverse thinking and all this kind of stuff, even though, you know, obviously you're going to, you're going to think about it twice. But yeah, I 100% agree with you. And like, how do you also teach your kids 
like listen to this teacher but if they tell you to do something remember the other day I was saying to Bo what was it they said uh, Nash or Bo and Nash they were trying to kill each other basically in the <laughs> pool and then Bo was talking about school and he said and my teacher said you know blah blah to me and I said if you you know would you stick your finger in the fire if your teacher told you this and he said what do you mean and I said well like I'm trying to explain to you now I don't know that we have fires the way we, we used to talk about it like mom was constantly rolling the Irish <laughs> Times to make um, those fire starters she still is she still is well she and loves I said, to roll papers. Doesn't yeah, believe in fire lighters. No, she certainly doesn't. And I said to um, I said to Bo, like Bo, if your teacher tells you to absolutely do something, you know, and you know it's the wrong thing to do, and you know it's mean. Oh yeah, would you bully somebody? I said, Bo, if your teacher told you to bully somebody, tell me what you're going to do. Well, I'm going to bully them, Mom. If my teacher says to bully them, I'm going to bully them because that's I'm always going to do what my teacher says. I was like, little maniac. I, I told him to give you the finger one day, and he absolutely would not. He's no he, respect I'm, for me. I'm his favorite this week. He told me today. You're my favourite. I was like, thanks, small creepy. And did he say this week? That would have been even better. Yeah, he said you were my favourite this week. And then Chance came up behind you, you're not mine. I was like, thanks, thanks a lot. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, it's hard like to think, you know, how do you... And also teachers are not necessarily, not not all teachers, but like not a lot of teachers are not willing to entertain. But I can also, I can also imagine like how hard it must be because if you start sort yeah. of engaging in debate or discourse I mean if I start engaging in it with my own kids I'm like this is not a this is not a conversation like this is I'm asking you to do this please yeah. do it yeah and like also like especially in secondary school you have 40 minutes to do this one subject you have to get xyz done in that 40 minutes and if somebody goes do you not think xyz like yeah you don't have time to get into like a critical discussion of Pythagoras's theorem because you're like no this is what you need to know for your exam that is the main thing that we have to drill into you from the minute one that you get here so it is all the curriculum's problem, but it was just, yeah, I, like, I think I found that aspect of it really difficult. But you know, what I got detention for was we had a free class. So our teacher was sick and there was another teacher sitting in. So, you know, you would just do your own work or you would do whatever. Like we didn't have an actual lesson. And I went to the bathroom and on, on my way to the bathroom, I bumped into my music teacher who was like, how are you getting on with your piece for blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you know, it still needs a lot of work. I think blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, what are you doing now? And I was like, oh, oh, I have a free class. And she was like, well, why don't you come in and practice now? And I went, okay, and just came in and started practicing. But obviously didn't go back and tell the other teacher, I'm going in to practice my piano. And the other teacher then was like, where like, where the hell is Rosemary gone? She went to the toilet 20 minutes ago. I didn't come back until the end of class. And she was like, where have you been? And basically I got in so much trouble. But like, obviously, common sense, I should have gone back to tell her. But in my head, I, w- I think I must have been like, the teachers have like a, a neural link yeah, they all or, know. or I mean, it wouldn't have been the hardest thing in the world. The teacher will tell the other teacher. But I think she thought that I had already come to ask her or something. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like, so, just so it was just it was just, it was a total misunderstanding. But I got a detention for that. I was in a rage. But didn't you also get a like a detention essay? You were very bold. That wasn't a detention essay. That was I was talking I too was much. Talking, yeah, too much. I mean, story of my talking. life. You know, um, I used to always come back every September and be like, this year I'm going to be, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one who puts her hand up. I'm but not you know what, maybe it's class. mom's I'm fault. Gonna... Like mom's a desperate talker. She does love to talk. But mom also, have you noticed whenever she tries to get off the phone from you, she goes, listen, I have to go. Oh. I'm with Elizabeth. But listen, did you get that thing I sent you? And you're like, do you have to go or do you not have to go? Oh, well, I mean, she used to do that whenever we leave anybody's house as well. Do you know, oh, you'd be like, I'm you'd not, be standing I'm not in, You'd be standing leaving. in the hall for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's like, I'm not going. And then she'd be like, so come, on, come on, come on in the hall. You're like, I'm not coming in the hall till you're in the car. Yeah. Right? But anyway, yes, I was talking in class and I got given, I think it was geography and my teacher asked me to write an essay. I think it was on the history of rocks. She was like, it has to be about geography. And I was like, what do you want me to write about? And she's like, the history of rocks. 
And I think I wrote a piece about like a rock family. You're such a brat. I know. You're still a brat. I know. I was like, I'm going to subvert this. this well, you have subverted my children. There are many things you've told them that I have like been like, please don't tell them those things. Like what? Do you remember the time like years ago I played that? that Australian trains yes, I had for them. I remember. Basically, we were sitting at the kitchen table and I was looking at my laptop and they were like, play a video on YouTube. And the only thing that I could think of that even looked like a cartoon at the time, I panicked. I was like, I'll play them this ad called Dumb Ways to Die. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's basically all these different ways that you, that you can die by being stupid and the whole thing is like, stay away from trains because it's just another dumb way you can die. Anyway, the song is like, dumb ways to die. And then we went to, do you remember TJ Maxx? And Nash spent the whole time walking around singing this really loud. Yeah, but I also remember he spent then the next couple of weeks going, mom, so if I stab myself, will I die? If I fall over here, will I die? If I, I was like, if I you, stick a fork in the toaster, yes. there's a lot of them, yeah. I was like, you're actually dead meat. I know, but listen. So basically, it was done at that point. Your education was well spent. My education was well spent. I always imagined that I'd like to go to like the institute, but then I remember one of my friends went to the institute, and I went in and met him for lunch one day, and I was like, they all seem like knobs. And then I think I was a bit glad that I didn't. Oh my god, no Did. judgment. I'd love to hear other people's stories about what they remember from school and any sports oh, so teams they were on. Mm. Any sports teams you thought you were on, and are now realizing you weren't. Because Don just came in and announced that <laughs> I definitely told him I was on the volleyball team and on their was- first date. <laughs> Pretty sure I did not on our first date. I think he was being mean. I hope. That is probably something that I would tell a man on my first date. I'd be like, men love sports. I was on the volleyball team and I love Star Wars. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Not Without My Sister. Oh yeah, if you do have any school stories, you can email us notwithoutmysis at gmail.com or you can send them to us on Instagram at notwithoutmysister, I think on Instagram. Confusing. Yeah, not without my sister. Not without my sister on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at Rosemary McCabe. Oh, I'm Beatrice McCabe. We both have A's, A's in our max. Blame our dad. And please give us a review because I love oh, yeah. reading. Basically. Yeah. If you have an iPhone or an iPad, go on to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, write something nice. Don't give us any less than five stars. If you feel inclined to give us any less than five stars, just do not do it. <laughs> Save yourself. <laughs> oh my God, democracy in action. I know. Thank you so much. Well, listen, I live in America now. Thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next week. Bye. Not Without My Sister is edited by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. As is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.